Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend, and happy new year. Welcome back to another episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, and the questions I'm going to answer in this episode today are, why do I drink? Why do I have this problem? What are the underlying issues? When you decide to quit drinking, you have this sense of hope and relief and optimism, right? You can see your whole life free from alcohol where you can finally be your true self and get your life in order. But the reality is that quitting drinking is not a magic pill that instantly solves all your problems. It's easy to track all of our problems back to alcohol and to believe if you remove the alcohol, you remove the problems, but that's not actually the truth. Sobriety is quitting drinking. Recovery is healing. Healing the pieces that lead us to self-medicate or look for things to change how we feel about ourselves and our lives. So when you quit drinking, you're sober. And if you want to stay sober for the long term, then you have to get into the recovery part. It's a process. It requires commitment and bravery and perseverance. But to really transform your life and maintain sobriety, you need to do the work. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to explore why quitting drinking is only the first step and how you can continue your journey to a healthier, happier, sober life. So buckle up and get ready for this one. We're going to dive into a lot of really good information. And before we do that, don't forget it's dry January and my dry January boot camp is happening right now. It's free, it's private, and it is the best way to jumpstart your sober year. Get connected, get an actual plan in place so you can make it farther in your recovery and feel better, right? And if you're like most of my clients, I know you're an action taker and you want to get the best results. And I'm telling you, this is how to do it. Join me in the bootcamp. It's addictionunlimited.com forward slash bootcamp. Download your workbook. I go live every Wednesday and I'm in the group constantly answering questions, supporting you every step of the way. And we have prizes. Every Friday, we give away prizes addictionunlimited.com forward slash bootcamp. Of course, I will link that in the show notes as well. So you can get there right from your podcast app, addictionunlimited.com forward slash bootcamp. Okay, let's get into this thing. Addiction is complicated with a lot of layers. And that's why recovery is complicated and difficult because there are so many layers. There tends to be this misconception that you're going to put down the drink and all your problems will be solved. When you stop drinking, you're definitely giving yourself the opportunity to make better choices, right? You have more control of yourself and your behavior. You remember everything. You don't have to make nearly as many apologies for your actions and behavior, but it is just the tip of the iceberg. The catch is you have to get good at the not drinking part 
before you can start tackling the other pieces of the puzzle. If you can't stay sober, then you aren't going to be able to recover and heal. In the first 30 days, for sure, your sole focus should be on rearranging your life to accommodate your sobriety. Make sure you feel safe. Make sure you're as comfortable as possible, connected with like-minded people, and not triggered. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make is that they say they quit drinking, then they go on living the exact same life. But if you quit drinking, then why are you living your drinking life? Your focus needs to be on rearranging your life to fit your future, not your past. And the questions I get most often are, why do I drink? Why do I have this problem? What are the underlying issues? And the simple answer is you drink to change how you feel. And the top feelings that drive you the wrong direction on a daily basis are boredom and loneliness, right? Those are big ones. Anxiety and anger. I mean, anger is a whole other episode all by itself. You're mad at life. You're mad at your job, mad at your spouse, mad at your family, mad at your money situation, mad, 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 mad. Everybody's mad. And here's how this manifests on a daily basis because, you know, I say this all the time. I feel like you hear all these buzzwords, but we don't talk about what that looks like on a daily basis. So let's talk about some anxiety or feeling uncomfortable or insecure and what that really is. So sometimes it is feeling like you aren't good enough or smart enough or you don't deserve better. Or if you're afraid, right? Fear, this is a huge component of anxiety too. If you're afraid your significant other will leave you, afraid you might lose your job, afraid you don't have enough money to pay your bills, afraid you'll never make more money to relieve the stress of not being able to pay your bills, afraid your health is bad, afraid you're messing up your kids, afraid you'll never feel better, afraid you're broken beyond repair, right? Fear, fear, fear. This is a huge driving factor because it creates worry. We worry all the time. Am I doing a good enough job? Am I good enough? Will I figure this out? Am I going to be okay? Can I do it at all? All of this anxiety, 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 and creates that insecurity. If you don't feel good about yourself, you're insecure. If you don't trust yourself to be able to navigate situations and find answers and find solutions, that's insecurity, as well as not feeling good enough or smart enough or deserving. Another one I see a lot is people pleaser, right? If you're a people pleaser and you struggle to speak up for yourself and have a hard time setting boundaries with people, this creates resentment. Resentment is just mad, right? It's just being angry. And it creates resentment because you say yes to a bunch of things you don't want to do or you really don't have time to do. Then you get mad at the person who asked like it's their fault. But it's not their fault. It's your fault. It's your responsibility to say no. If you can't do something, you really don't have the time. It's your responsibility to stand up for yourself and say no. When I talk about recovery, these are the things we have to heal. Remember, you quit drinking and you're sober. When you get good at the not drinking part, then you can start your actual recovery and healing some of those struggles so you can live better and feel better. I have clients say to me all the time, they want to feel better and get their life in order, 
but they don't want to go back and talk about all the childhood stuff. And that's okay. We can make huge progress without talking about all your childhood stuff. At the same time, you have to understand that a lot of our traits and issues are installed in us by age six or seven, right? So there is a lot of important information when you look at your childhood, the people who were around you, the energy of your home, your parents' relationship and their habits. This is what instills a good portion of who you grow up to be. What was happening then will tell you a lot about what is happening as an adult. And all these things we just discussed are the underlying issues. So if you want to really start figuring it out, then look back and see all those things I just said, see what your childhood situation was like. And all these things are the underlying issues. So why do we end up with all these underlying issues? The simple answer is life. Life is hard. It's exhausting. It pushes you to your limits. You get knocked down. You feel like the rug was pulled out from under you. The financial burden of life alone is overwhelming. Then on top of that regular life stuff, then we also have traumas. I think it would be really difficult to get through life with no trauma because there are so many regular life things that can create a trauma response and create trauma within us, right? Emotional abuse. I don't know about you guys. I know not everybody has been an emotionally abusive relationship. I certainly have a couple of them really bad, right? We have accidents, car accidents, sports accidents. We have natural disasters, I've shared this before. I've lost two homes to fire, right? That creates its own trauma. Death and loss, you know, losing someone close to you, someone super important to you, especially if it was sudden or unexpected. We have physical trauma, again, injuries, sports injuries. And then there are all the big trauma things that you think about, right? Violent attacks, combat, But another basic everyday life kind of trauma is abandonment. I know the core of all of my issues stems from abandonment. And that was some work when I wanted to start digging really deep. That was some work I had to do and that I had to start figuring out and looking at and figuring out how it affected me and how it created my traits as an adult, which then affects the decisions that I make in my life and how I choose things and choose people and create situations. So how do all of these underlying issues lead us to drinking or using drugs? Well, because drinking and drugs make us feel better instantly. This is another layer that can be confusing. Not everyone gets to alcoholism or addiction or alcohol use disorder the same way or for the same reasons. The core of it all is that we use substance to change how we feel. When it works, right, we take the drink and we feel better, then we drink more. And that's what creates the cycle, right? And so it goes. Some of you maybe started drinking in high school or younger, and some of you didn't drink until you were older. I have clients who didn't even start drinking until their 40s and 50s when their kids were older and off to college. We get to the same place for the same reasons, but our paths are different. 
If you started drinking in high school, you probably had some underlying discomfort, a stressful home or pressure to achieve or parents that were constantly fighting, which creates anxiety and insecurity. Or you had a parent that was an alcoholic or you had a sibling that was the good one and did everything right and that made you feel inadequate and insecure and not good enough. Or maybe your family had plenty of money and you had a super controlling parent that was always yelling and complaining about how much money was being spent. Or maybe your family didn't have any money and you had the constant fear and anxiety of wondering if everything was going to be okay. You see what I'm saying? Our circumstances can be very different, but our feelings are the same. And the feelings are what we drink over. Maybe you're like me and you didn't even drink in high school. I drank one time when I was young, like 13 or 14. It was a freaking nightmare and I had zero interest in it from that point forward, right? I started drinking a little bit after a breakup, my first love. The relationship ended unexpectedly and I went right off the deep end. Well, that was my first step off the deep end. (laughs) And part of my journey off the deep end was that I started working in a bar and that's when my relationship with alcohol was solidified. I was 20 years old. I was anxious. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know what I was doing. And alcohol took all the fear and anxiety away. And from that point forward, it was my go-to for everything. And I wondered from time to time throughout my recovery, I wondered like if I didn't start working in a bar, would I have ended up an alcoholic? Absolutely. My path there would have just been different. Maybe it would have been happy hour after work at my nine to five if I was that person, right? I would have really enjoyed happy hour and hanging out with all the people. Maybe there would have been a cute boy that I wanted, so I would have gone to happy hour more frequently and I would stay later (laughs) than my coworkers who probably had to get home to spouses and kids. And my relationship with alcohol would have ended up exactly the same because I would have had all the same feelings, insecurity, anxiety, uncertainty, feeling inadequate, all of that would have been there regardless of where I worked. Does that make sense? Again, we have a tendency to attach facts to the outside picture instead of the inside picture. It doesn't matter where I am or what I'm doing or how great my life looks because the inside stuff is the same regardless of the outside details. Our path will be different, but our feelings will be the same. Another layer of this, and this is the last one we'll talk about on this episode, but it's the genetics layer. There is a genetic component that can make you more susceptible to addiction and compulsion. And many of you can relate perfectly to this because you had an alcoholic or addict parent. Some of you may think you don't have this because you didn't have an alcoholic or drug addict parent, but you may fit more than you think. You can look through your family and see if there were mental health issues, bipolar disorder, personality disorders, anxiety, depression, major depressive episodes, or were there any other compulsions like a workaholic? I know a lot of us have workaholics, <laughs> and I became a workaholic, or an exerciseaholic, a shopaholic, a food and sugaraholic. All of these are in the same arena, 
So just because it doesn't manifest as drugs or alcohol doesn't mean the genetic component isn't there. It will just manifest in other ways. But you also don't have to be born with the genetics to end up with an unhealthy relationship with substances because one of their gifts is that they hijack your brain and they create their own loop. So if you engage in drinking or other substances consistently over time, it'll create the necessary pieces in your brain to be addiction or alcoholism or alcohol use disorder. I use all those terms interchangeably, by the way. They're all the same thing. You hear people say, I have an addictive personality, and this is why. Our brains are wired a certain way to respond to different stimulus in a specific way, and we're compulsive. If I do something and like it, I want to do it more. This is why we have to be mindful when we get sober and start to recover. We can easily switch compulsions, right? Drinking to food or shopping or sex. We're wired to kind of overdo things. I want to recap and bring it all together because we've covered a lot of material in this episode. And I want it to all make sense so you understand that quitting drinking is just the beginning, but do you also understand the answers to those questions? Why do I drink? Why do I have this problem? What are the underlying issues? The underlying issues are the feelings, anxiety, discomfort, low self-esteem, feeling inadequate, mad, fearful, lonely, bored. Where these issues come from is living life job and money struggles, relationships and breakups, health scares, problems. If you want to get to the real core of things, look at your home life as a kid and what your environment was like. How were the adults around you? What were their behaviors? How did they handle stress and problems, right? Were they calm, open communicators or were they bottling everything up and then explosive when they couldn't take anymore? And how did all of that make you feel, whatever your situation was? What effect did it have on you? What were your fears then? And what were your adults' fears, right? The people around you, what were their fears? That's how you start getting into the real core of things. The answers are in the feelings. Quitting drinking is only be the beginning because once you quit drinking, you have to begin healing the feelings that drive the behavior. And that's how we stay sober for the long term. You have to feel better. And I want to say one more thing on the recovery healing part of this, because when you stand back and look at it, it can seem insurmountable. Like it's just too big to tackle and you have no idea where to even start. And that will make you give up before you ever get started. Don't do that. If you think of every issue as an individual battle you're going to have to fight, that's going to feel like too much. And that's not how it works. How it really works is you start making progress on staying sober. And all these things begin to heal in the background, a lot of them without you even realizing it. When you make a commitment to sobriety and you do the work, you have a plan and you follow the plan and you have a sponsor or a mentor or a coach to guide you 
and you just keep doing it day in and day out, you will see massive change in all areas of your life. As you make progress every day and you're fighting your way through, you're also learning how to better manage your feelings and self-regulate. And that means you'll naturally start making better choices in your life. You're also building self-esteem as you show yourself every day what you're capable of. And that heals a whole bunch of things. And through all of this, by you just showing up and following through, every area of your life is going to look and feel different. And you're going to feel better about what you're doing and better about who you are. Don't look at every issue and struggle as an individual battle. Because really, just put one foot in front of the other. Follow some guidance from people who have already done it successfully. You'll be amazed at how different your life can be and how fast it can happen. Quitting drinking is a huge achievement, but it is important to remember that it's only the beginning of the journey to creating a better life. Doing the work means addressing the underlying issues embracing a new lifestyle that fits your future instead of trying to live the same life that fits your past and nurture your recovery. Don't quit drinking and then continue living your drinking life. This road may be challenging and recovery may have its ups and downs, but with a plan and support, you can get through the challenges and you can create a life that you're proud of. Embrace the journey, my friends, and do the work. And then get your happy buns in the dry January boot camp and hang out with me, okay? (laughs) Addictionunlimited.com forward slash boot camp. Happy New Year, my friend. I'm so excited for 2024 and all the great things I have coming and all the great things this year can bring for you. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.